Keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence. Mike is still in the building. I had breakfast this time. I got a plan. Some sort of strategy. Hold my calls and get in touch with ESD. Give them the message. Give them a red alert. Tell them I need them. Tell them it's time to work. Tell them I'm home. Thinking of my prophets. Going out in the world to teach knowledge to the brothers and sisters that don't know about the mother. About the right way to go. Stop them from selling out. Peace on what pride is all about. Go out and tell him it's time to take a stand. YZ is working, thinking of a master plan. I'm thinking of a master plan. YZ is thinking of a master plan. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. I'm your host, Jerry Lawrence. That was YZ, thinking of a master plan. We're back in studio again. Mike is still here. Somehow, someway, he did not run away and go home yet. Jerry, you won't let me go until I do like four podcasts. Yeah, Mike came over. He thought we were going to have like uh, a routine, like a schedule, I guess. He's asking me, what are we going to do? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what Mike thought we were going to do. This is my days off. I just sit at home and I chill. But I guess Mike thought we were going to go out somewhere and explore and all that. But no, we did podcasts all day and all night. Domain was here last night. We did a three-hour podcast, and I'm breaking down into two episodes, and then we're back again this morning before Mike leaves doing one more because he said he has a lot of questions for me, so we're going to do it a little different this episode. Yeah, I figure since last time we just had no nothing, we just let it float. I'm like, let's just do something different. I'm, I just came prepared in case. You yeah, know. you made it sound like um, we were going to play basketball this morning, and then you said, oh, I have a hard out. I'm leaving by 1.30, 2 o'clock. <laughs> so I was like, all right, podcast or basketball. We're going to do a podcast. <laughs> this kind of makes my job easier because now I have three episodes. So I have an episode from last week that I can make up for. I have one for this week. And now I have one for next week. So my work is kind of done for the next couple of weeks. But I still might come on and do another solo one next week just because I still have a lot of topics I need to get to. So I'll probably still come on and do another one. But at least I have three in the can. And this one you might you can probably put any time because, you know. There might not be any much contemporary stuff. Like, what we're going to talk about can go any time. I'm going to throw it out. So you could use I've it later trying, if you want. I've been trying to get to 52 episodes by the end of the, uh, by March 30th, because that would mark a year since I started. So I was trying to have an average of one a week. But I'm, I don't think I'm going to get there unless I really start cranking them out. But we'll see. We'll see. We, that's we a lot. About, you got a regular job. Though, you know? this yeah. Is side. It's tough. And you, that's a lot of t- that's time think, consuming. People don't even understand how. Bro, I was I thinking mean. about it the other day. So I have an eight-hour-a-day job. Five days a week, so that's 40 hours. I drive almost an hour each way, except for two nights when I stay at my mom's. But that's two hours, basically. So that's a 10-hour day right there, just to drive back and forth plus the work. Yep. So I was doing all the math in my head when, um, last week, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, the money I make, when I factor in the driving, the hours, um, the gas, the tolls, I'm, I'm pretty low. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm almost at minimum wage. <laughs> well, not that bad, but it's, it's not what, what I get. Compared to what it actually is when you factor in all that stuff, it's like, bro, I just need to give me a job with yeah. closer to home or work from home or something. And that's not even counting like the wear and tear on your car, like the little expenses oh of fixing. Because you, you know, the more you drive, the more it's gonna wear down, and you need more oil changes. So yeah, it adds up. Yeah. I spent like three thousand dollars on my car last year. 
I was in the same similar vein too. But I, like I told Kayla, I said, you know, I don't spend three thousand on my car every year. This is yeah. one year I'm doing this. So it happens. She's because uh, certain people are like, oh, get a new car. I'm like, yep. bro, I'm not paying twenty, thirty thousand when my car is paid off. Yeah, I'll take the L every now and then. I'll spend the little three thousand, but yep. it's yep. still better than having to have a car payment. If you average it out, it's still like a hundred a month or. You know, 150 a month if you average all that out to yeah. have a used car that's also reliable and you're not doing it every year like you're saying. Yeah, it'll happen. You'll have a little big, big mo- uh, moments where you have to make big uh, yeah, and fixes. The, but. Just the way I see the world and money, I just think I see things a little differently than everybody else. Like, I know everybody's like stock market and all this. And I am going to put some in the stock. I finally decided I will put a little bit of money in the stock market before the end of the year. Probably like a thousand. Just let it sit for like 15, 20 years. And try to find the right stocks for that. But I'm more worried about the house. I don't know. I, I, that's what I always tell people. Like, I don't think people realize how much money you waste in a house over the course. Like, what, what you buy your house for is not what you end up paying. If you, if you take 30 years to pay off your house, you've paid pretty much double what, what you paid for the house. Or you pay more or interest more. than the actual Pro- principal. Depending on how much you put down on Depending, your down yeah, payment. That's true. You but, are paying at least double, maybe more than most, what the actual house is. Like if you buy a house for two hundred thousand over thirty years, you've probably paid about four hundred, maybe four fifty. And most people can only do the the FHA loans, which is like four percent down. Most people don't have twenty, thirty thousand to put down on a house. Like, yeah. So my thing right now is just trying to get, I'm trying to get rid of the or take out the money that you don't see because I feel like a lot of times people are worried about the money they do see. So for me, I'm looking at the house and I'm like. What's the money I'm paying in interest that I'm not even going to notice? So now it's about let's get the, the principal knocked down. Let's get the mortgage low. Like, we'll get the balance lower. And then that saves me an in interest. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff I focus on. Because at the end of the day, like we were looking at stocks. One of our friends made like a little bit in stocks the other day. He told us. And yeah, it's a nice chunk of change. But I, I've made more than that knocking off interest. You know, I've made a better profit knocking off interest. So. I just think of certain things like that that most people probably never think about. So we, we accumulate so much things in our life. Like I've recently, like since I'm, we're in saving, saving mode, looking at land, buy, buying a house and things like that. So one of the things I'm doing is just let me sell. I have so many video games. I've, that's one of the things I've collected. And we all have different passions and hobbies. So you know, other people might have things that are not video games, but mine are video games. And I'm starting to, okay, let me sell them on eBay for the first time in my life. I even, even thought about selling my games. They're going for ridiculous amounts of prices. And you it's see like, what happens when you don't go to GameStop. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's we have so much you know things that we don't, we you know we have in the attic sometimes and closets we don't even use them. Like that's another source. Like we probably have thousands of dollars each of us if we ever need to um, to sell it. That's another way. Yeah, there's creative ways yeah. to to you know save money or make money. Yeah, Kobe rookie up. card went for two million the other day. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely ways. Mm-hmm. Um. But you said you you got some questions for me. Um, where does for, before we get to it, where did the motivation for this come? From? Yeah, I just figured you always probably asking people questions and it's about them when you when you know you have them hear the podcast. So like maybe we'll turn it around, and have ask you questions, and you know you might have new listeners that don't know you like your friends do, even though most your audience might be your friends. But you know you, you're it, probably reaching yeah. out to some people that are brand new and maybe they want to like, get to know you. Like it could be a yeah, for those who don't know, too, I will I will be doing another State of the Jared. I always do one around my birthday, so we'll do a 2021 State of the Jared around June 30th. June 30th? For your birthday? Yeah, I usually try to update, you know, reflect on the past year and then talk about what, what happened, what, what I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah. We'll do another one of those coming up. But this is like a mini kind of state of Jared where you're asking the questions. It could be. But it's stuff you re- you probably never talk about in your state of Jared. So okay. Maybe more. Let's see. They're not crazy questions. It's what like celebrities get asked. Things oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Nice, but, nice. But you're like a celebrity in this show. You are the celebrity. You're the right. main guy. Keep your old Jared Lawrence. <laughs> All right, so this is like radio or podcasting, or similar in like communications mm-hmm. field or whatnot. Like, what are your favorite radio shows or podcasts? Like, not video. Well, um, I, have I a guess list. they have video nowadays. So, all right, like what's so your go to? Like top three or something like that. I you've heard me talk about the Joe Budden podcast many times. Like, mm-hmm. I like to watch that one. I I like it on video or audio. I mean, it's a difference. It's a difference when I'm listening in my car because you can hear all the music. Like, he can't play the music on YouTube. Mm. So on YouTube, it's just silence whenever he plays the music, but yep. you can see what's going on. So it's a little more fun to watch. And then when I'm like doing laundry or stuff around my house, I'll have it on on the TV. And it's just something for the background. But sometimes I sit on my couch and watch it like a TV show. But audio wise, I won't even count that as an audio one because that's when I consume more video. Um, audio ones I like Cheap Heat. It's a wrestling podcast with Peter, Rosen- Peter Rosenberg and Stat Guy Greg. That's a good podcast because it's very entertaining and it kind of gave me confidence in what I do with mine because I used to listen to Cheap Heat before I started watching wrestling again. Again, I was just listening Mm. and I was enjoying them talking about wrestling, but I wasn't even watching the shows. I was just, they would recap everything that happened, but it was so entertaining. Just hearing about it. Yeah. So when I started doing mine, I'm like, it kind of made me realize it doesn't matter what you talk about as long as you if you show joy in what you're talking about, other people will be engaged. Even if they don't know what you're talking about, they're still going to want to listen. So that kind of helped me listening to Cheap Heat, but I still listen to them. And it's funny, I still don't really watch wrestling. I read about it, catch some highlights, but I don't really watch the actual shows anymore. But I know what's going on because of that podcast. Yeah, if you're passionate about something, that, that like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it bleeds off into the audience. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter even yeah. if they're not super into it. Like, it's still fun. To hear, like, somebody's so into it. Yeah, so Cheap Heat is in my go-to. That's, like, in every week. Because I have a ton of podcasts on my phone. <laughs> I have, like, over 20. But since I don't drive as much anymore, I don't get to listen to them all every week. Drive two hours a day. That's pretty good. But some some days, you know, and you probably know this, some days you want to listen to music. Yeah. Some days you want to listen to podcasts. Right, right, right. Some days you're on the phone. Like, it's just yeah. different things. You don't want to do the same thing every day. So sure. Cheap Heat I'll get to usually on the weekend. Like, a Sunday. That's, like, my Sunday podcast. Because I don't want nothing too heavy. You know, they don't really curse too much. So it's like, all right. Sundays I try to be a little more like, <laughs> not holy, but, you know, I'm not trying to be too wild on a Sunday. So that's like a nice one on Sunday. On Fridays, I usually listen to Brilliant Idiots, which is Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. That one I've been listening to since day one. Um, I'm just a big Charlemagne fan. I don't really care much for Andrew Schultz. I know some people like him. To me, he's not that funny. But I do... I think since I don't care for him so much, I enjoy their back and forth because sometimes you got to have a podcast where one of the guys you're not really a fan of and the other one you really like, and it's, it makes for good banter. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy them. They talk about a lot of random stuff, stuff going on in the news, and they give their like take on it. That's why they call themselves the brilliant idiots because they'll say <laughs> some wild stuff, and they're like, well, it's a brilliant idiot, like the way they explain it. Yeah. Um, Bodega Boys, which... I haven't listened to that one in a while, but that was one of my favorites. Jesus and Mero, they're very funny. Uh, the Terrible Podcast is the Steeler Podcast. 
I listen in for my Steeler news. I find out what's going on. They they get they do like a real nerdy like take on the Steelers. So like it's kind of like if you listen to a Magic podcast and they're talking nerdy Magic stuff, oh, yeah. X's and O's and players like uh, the draft and all that. Yeah, yeah. So this is like one of those, but it's for the Steelers. So I really enjoy that type of stuff. Have you heard of the Locked On podcast for the NBA? No. They're- that's the one I I do for the Magic. They have one for each team. And it's really good, really good stuff. The funny thing is, when I'm in my car listening to these, I don't really listen to sports podcasts too much. And it's kind of like my show. Like, I don't really like talking about sports too much. just because I consume it so much on TV that when I'm in the car, when I'm listening, I, I want to get away from sports. So I really don't listen to a lot of sports podcasts. Um, Bomani Jones, I listen to his podcast. He has one called The Evening Jones. But this is not an ESPN one. This is one he does on his own. Where he takes questions from like fans, and he he's not allowed to talk about sports on this one, so he talks about a lot of stuff going on. And Bomani to me is like one of the smartest dudes out there, and a great speaker. So I enjoy listening to his podcast. It's a lot already. Yeah, and his is only like 40, 45 minutes. It's quick. It's a quick one. But every time I come here, you're watching the Breakfast Club. And you haven't mentioned them. That's not a podcast. I don't consider I mean, that a podcast. I mean, it's a radio show. That's like YouTube. That's like my YouTube content. So like stuff I watch on YouTube. Breakfast Club interviews, Joe Budden podcast, my guy Larry Reed, which I'm, I've converted a few people into like Larry Reed fans. I don't know. I think I've told you about him before. He's this black guy in Atlanta, former pastor, and he does a, a show. Like he's done, he's built this on his own empire where it's like this show and it's kind of like how a sports talk show would be, but he's talking about everything going on in the black churches. And breaking down like everything, it's it's so entertaining. So I like I watch him every night. I watched it last night. He does a show every Monday, but then he'll pop on and do his own shows. And his story is just really cool because he kind of built up the empire by himself, went from nothing to what he is now, and he's getting a lot of money. So he's just a motivational guy. That's good. Um, Breakfast those, Club, those like you said, yeah. Those, I mean, it's a radio show. I mean, just because you watch it through YouTube, it's I still watch a, radio a lot of show. yeah, a lot of Skip and Shannon. Undisputed on YouTube, yeah, which is another one with the there's two separate the, their opinions are very yeah. separate, so it's fun to hear the banter and them going back and forth. But to me, that's like light stuff. Like when I'm just coming home from work and I want to relax, that's something I'll listen to to kind of just take my mind off everything. This is a lot of content. Oh man, I have so many. I'm not even. I'm I've, just. I'm just telling you the ones I listen to on the regular. So on oh, a couple more nightly news, like NBC nightly news. That's like a 15 minute one about what's going on in the world. It just keeps me updated. There was two other ones that I listened to that were pretty good. Scripted podcasts, because apparently these are like a big deal now. So one was called Louder Than a Riot. It was only 10 episodes. It was an NPR one about hip-hop and how it related to mass incarceration. And it was super dope. Um, I recommend that to everybody. I've talked about it on the show before. And a new one I'm starting to get into is called Blind Spot: The Road to 9-11. And it's really good. Uh, it's I don't know if it's NPR says it. WNY Studios, but basically what they do, they go from like 1990 and they talk about how the terrorists or whatever even got on the map, like in the, in the U.S. They're going from before, like way before the, the towers got bombed and they're talking about different things that happened and how the FBI missed certain clues and shit. It's really interesting. I mean, I, there's a lot of conspiracy theories on 9-11, but if you're interested in the whole 9-11 story, I highly recommend this, this podcast. It's another one. It's like eight, eight episodes. But it's really good. It's really good. So I've been on that one lately. Where is that? YouTube? No, that's just, you can download that wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Blind Spot, The Road to 9-11. It's based off, I guess there was a documentary about it. But I haven't watched that. And then there's one called The Daily, which is like another news one I listen to. 
Uh, one was sports with Katie Nolan. I listened to it a little bit. But my go-to is Breakfast Club, Brilliant, I mean, Brilliant Idiots, Bomani, Cheap Heat are like my top three. Yeah. And I will give one more shout-out, Gary Owen, uh, comedian, white comedian. He has a podcast. I haven't listened to it in like a year. But I used to listen to him when I was driving. And he does, he does a podcast by himself in the studio. Now he's starting to have guests. Listening to him is what gave me the confidence that when I came back, I could do solo episodes. So I got to shout him out because that was the one where I listened to because he was just doing it by himself. And the way he would talk about like his football team and different things that he liked gave me the confidence to come on here and talk about things I like. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you too. Like, what, uh, inspi- which ones inspired you or whatnot? But that's good. Yeah, like that's I said, Gary one. Owen inspired me. Um, who was the other one I just said? That brought that I said one earlier that inspired me. Cheap Heat. You did. Cheap Heat because of the way they talked about like just passionate. Yeah. When you're passionate about something, it just showed me when people are telling me, oh, you talk about this, talk about you got to make your podcast a certain way. And I'm like, no, I don't because I listen to podcasts that I don't even know shit about, but they're so passionate about it, it makes me interested. So I know if I do that that way, I can draw people in. And once you learn how to be entertaining, you can be entertaining yeah. regardless of what topic. You're Larry doing. Reed is the one of the most entertaining people. Like I don't know half of the stuff he's talking about in these churches. I don't. I know a few <laughs> of these preachers he talks about, but most of it I don't know. But he's so entertaining that he brings yeah. you in. Yeah. And I always like. It's funny. Women will come over and like hang out and stuff, and I'll I'll put that on and I'll show them. And a, a couple of them like got hooked, and they're like, "Yo, you yeah. like this?" That's date two after the Wawa first date. Yeah, it's yeah. Come. I'm not Elvis. They don't come straight to the house. But, you know, when they do make it to the house, I I'll, things I like to do when women come over, I, I put on Larry Reed and I listen to Mac Miller with them. And I try to convert them to Mac, Mac Miller fans and all that. If they pass those tests, then go further. Um, Yeah, one woman, she was over here. And then, like, the next couple days later, she was, like, texting me, like, all these Mac Miller songs. Like, I'm listening to this and that. And, like, I love self-care. Like, it was pretty dope. <laughs> what about what they want? Do you ask them, hey, what do you listen to? So I could try to get yeah. hooked on you. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, we share music ideas. I'm a music, I'm a, I'm a hip hop head, but I'm a music head. So I'm always asking people about their musical choice. And um, yeah, I've, I've learned some new artists based off of people I've talked to. That's what's up. I like to hear that. Yeah. It's not just a one way street. Mm-mm. And <laughs> I wanted to say this too, because Janine got on me a lot yesterday and I didn't mention this, but when she's telling me I don't ask, I got to ask women what they want. Bro, not every date I go on is at a coffee shop. I just want to say that like, there's many times like I'll ask a woman what she wants to do and we end up going to dinner or something. It's not always coffee. Coffee's just my preference because it's simple. But there's times I, I always ask for their input. So if they're not a coffee person or if they're not feeling that, we'll do dinner. Um, there's just different things I'll do. So I'm, I do ask input. I will say that. That's good. I felt like yesterday she made it seem like I don't ask their input. Well, I think it's because it's such an entertaining topic. You go in so much on the coffee dates things that it seems like that's all you do. Because I'm just trying to tell yeah. my friends like or people who are dating, yo, coffee is the way to go. If you can get the coffee date, you're going to get the most value out of the coffee date out of any other date. That's true. Yeah. But I think, you know, most people drink and at a, yeah. know, a couple of drinks at a bar is, you know, rather if you I go think, at the right time, it's also they got good deals on. I think the drinks. the problem, my only problem with the bar is when you drink alcohol, it can the conversation and everything can turn sexual and it might you might move faster than you want to move with the alcohol. So that's why I, I caution against that because yeah. alcohol, it brings that out of you, it brings that like sexual feeling out of you 
I know for me, so and a lot of people like want that, but once you're at a stage that that's not like a right now, you want yeah, you, know, you want more than just that, then yeah. But I, I've just you know first date at a bar, it can it can go a different way. So that's why I, I and you can spend more than a restaurant if you go to oh, a yeah, bar. Yeah, so right. it, it can get out of hand, bro. You think you go to a bar, and I've made this point on a podcast before too. Like if a girl drinks beer, you're straight. You guys can share a pitcher, but if she drinks liquor, you're gonna be in the 50s, 60s, 70s. There's always specials. It depends on where you go too. Like if you go to a bougie like place, you're yeah. gonna pay. But if you go to like a nice, yeah. you know, hole in the wall. Yeah, hole in the wall or a sports bar. You should have like, you know, five dollar drinks or it can be reasonable. Yeah, that's I mean, that's all I was saying. But shout out to Janine. I'm just you know, I don't want everybody to think I don't give women a choice on where to go. <laughs> like I ask for input. It's great to hear. Yeah. All right, so what's your favorite food? Top three foods. Top three foods. Um, I love pasta, like spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti and meat sauce. I don't know. I'm very plain. So, spaghetti and meat sauce is like my favorite pasta. So I would say that's number one. More than pizza? I'm not a pizza guy. Really? This is a lot of cheese. (laughs) I love spaghetti and meat sauce. Uh, Fazoli's is about to open in Claremont. I'm super excited. Uh, Soul food. Like fried chicken, macaroni, cheese, collard greens, of course, you know, the basics. And probably seafood because I eat fish like twice a week. Yeah, you you so. do. And rice. You like rice. Well, all right. So that can go into fried chicken category because when I go to the Chinese restaurant, I order like the most American thing ever, which is fried chicken wings and white rice. So that's like one of my favorite meals, too. But we can like mix that with soul food because it's fried chicken. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I love white rice. I eat white rice with the fish, too. Like white rice goes with everything. Yeah, I always see you eating like the biggest plate of rice. <laughs> oh my god! And shout out to Dominique because she always gets on me about the struggle meals. But like the freaking banquet, the Salisbury steak meal, you put that over some white rice. That's a nice meal. Yeah. Uh, lately, I've been getting the little Amy's, the cans of the Amy's, like their soups and stuff. They have like a split pea. They have lentil. You can put any of those over some white rice, and you got a nice little meal there. Now the split pea, I did eat the other day. I think you got to add like a little bit. You probably got to throw some like carrots and some some vegetables in it just to make it a little more. Thicker, but I'm gonna try that lentil one. Lentil with white rice always works too. What about you? What are your favorite meals? Definitely pizza, fried chicken, soul food, like you said, and then like mofongo, like Spanish yeah. mofongo. I love my Spanish food, but I always wonder like, do you think Mexican food is better than Puerto Rican food? I, I don't like Mexican food. You don't? Because <laughs> no. I feel like Mexican food is so popular. It is. And it, you get so, I mean, Puerto Rican food you get a lot too, but. I think it's just easier to prepare. Like, you can make some tacos or fajitas pretty quick. Like, to make a mofongo, you got to be all day, like, preparing mm-hmm. and seasoning it. So, I think it's more to it. So, you know, for a restaurant, it's like the amount of lo- the logistical nightmare and operation. It's just more complex. So, there's less of them. But I think the overall, you know, at the end, if you do it right, or it's, you can't beat it. Like I found a Dominican spot off of John Young in Oak Ridge called Mi Bandera. Bandera. Mi Bandera. Mi Bandera. You know what that is? No. My flag. Oh, okay. Ba- bandera is flag. Mi bandera. So it's right next to the racetrack over there. They have three ninety nine lunch plates. And yeah. They're pretty big. Yeah. I went there the other day. That's <laughs> going to be one of my another, my new spots. That and Mr. Gyro, like. Jackpot. I've, I love when I find these, like, hidden gems. And that's, like, the that side of Orlando's version of Lechonera. But they're cheaper yeah. than Lechonera. Yeah. And it's the same setup. You know, you walk in cafeteria style. But, Yeah. Me Bendetta, if anybody's on that side, John Young and Oak Ridge, dope spot. 
the Dominican, you said. Dominican spot, yes. But, but they got similar things, like mm-hmm. chicken and meat. All the same stuff, the rices, the porks, pork, all yeah. that. I think they had mafungo, too. They had nice. everything, but they had spaghetti. <laughs> the Spanish restaurants are hilarious. Yeah, they, they got are. everything. <laughs> the freaking Lechonera has, like, the Chinese fried rice, bro. Like <laughs> They make sure they have every option. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You'll never go wrong with variety in those places. You can go not knowing. When you don't know what to eat, that's a good place to go. Like, oh, I can't figure out what I want to eat because you could just literally pick anything. Yeah. And it's always a reasonable price, like inexpensive. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. For the amount you get to. Nice meals. Or you could share it with somebody, too. So it's yeah. usually so big. And that counts as big meal, guys. That's big meal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you were going to be stranded in an island for the rest of your life, what three items would you bring? That's a good question. Is this counting like food or is this? No, don't count food. Because I was going to say water. No, no, no. no. Imagine okay. you're going to be fine. Okay. You're going to survive, you know. And, then, you know, it's not realistic. Like, it could be your, your laptop. Like, Everybody says phone, but I'm like, if you're on an island, you might not even have internet. Like, you might not. Your phone might not do nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't take it that literal. I'm like, no, you want a phone because you could research the internet. Music, number one. Well, what? No, I'm just saying, like, my phone with all the music okay. on it. So your phone. My your phone, one yeah. Because it has phone, music, it's got content. My headphones. Can I put those as one or is <laughs> that think, two? I think that counts as one. All right. So my phone, my headphones. Hmm. I wonder what the bathroom situation is out there. <laughs> you got you to gotta roll with the leaves and the sticks. Because I was going to say toilet paper. There's a beach. You just go in the beach. I was going to say Charmin, ultra soft, but apparently there's no toilet. You're going to waste one of your three picks on a Charmin. I'm just thinking of stuff I really need. <laughs> um, your needs are met. What are your wants? A woman, gotta have a woman there with me, just to you know make time go by. <laughs> uh, so a phone, a woman, and I don't. That's all you need in life. A phone, a woman, water. I mean, we already got. That's the good. You said food and water is taken care of. And you got all your podcasts through your everything's phone. on my phone. That's really all you need. You're a simple guy. Coffee. There you go. But that you, that's probably taken care of too. <laughs> Uh, if you want a specific thing. Okay. I don't know what else I would need. TV. TV. So I can watch basketball games still. Blazer games and all that. A TV with NBA League Pass. Yeah. Or and to watch football. Yeah, TV. A TV, phone, and a woman. Very modern. Everything. Uh, every yeah, technology. I mean, I know you're probably bringing like a survival kit. I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm thinking of stuff thinking that, like that, you know, will keep me, you know, entertained. Uh, that's good. What would you bring? Can I ask you these questions too? Or is, you want? Yeah, what would you bring? Uh, I'll probably bring like one of my video game systems because I love video games. So I can't live without it like, in a way. So I'll probably bring my Nintendo Switch. That's my, my favorite one recently. Yeah. I'll bring a system, a phone. I think is we can count a phone. That'd be ideal because yeah, you have all the music basically in the world and in your hands. YouTube, like yeah, that's a life. I don't even need to stream. I, I literally have enough songs on here. I have like two thousand or two thousand songs. Then. The third one. Oh, Clarissa, where does she factor into this? I picture, like, if you're stranded by yourself, like, yeah, obviously, if I can, I'll, I'll bring Clarissa. Yes, of course. But I don't, when I, when I do the stranded island thinking, like, huh? I don't even think of it like that. It's like, you're stranded, like, yourself, unfortunately. You gotta have sex, though. <laughs> gotta, I'm just saying, like, that's a long time ago on an island, you know? It's rough. Imagine if that happens to you, stranded on an island. Maybe it's happened to somebody for years and years. I mean, not a, the only time I can think about that is some TV shows when they do that. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, like I don't people think really getting stranded? I hope not. It's not Gilligan anymore. With all these radars and satellites, I think somebody would notice that there's someone stranded out there. Mm. 
All right, top places you want to visit in the world that you've never been to. Ooh. All right, so Africa. I don't know where in Africa, but where the black, wherever the black people are. <laughs> Pretty sure they'll be all over the place there. Uh, no, I heard South Africa well, yeah. be a little, Other than a little gentrified. But even there, yeah. <laughs> They're still there. Yeah, so I would say Africa, um, England, Africa, England, and you see how much I don't go out of the country. <laughs> uh, Japan. I'm interested to see what it's like in Japan. So I'm trying to think of like different types. Like I don't want to go to all European places. I'm thinking of different types. So Japan would be cool. So why for each one? Africa, just because like heritage, history, just right. seeing where I, where we come from. And, and you know, I, the news and they make Africa seem like such a poor place. And I know it's not. So it's not just to see for myself, like, yo, this is a beautiful place and like have some pride and, you know, maybe get go back and live there one day. Right. I think that would be cool. Bet they live so happy there. I yeah, bet I've, you. I've always been like fascinated with what it's like in Africa, um, England, just because it seems like a really chill place. From what I understand, it's kind of like a Portland or Seattle, where it's like very misty rain all the time. Yeah, it's always raining. <clears throat> but yeah, England just seems like a chill place. And to go to England, like Europe in general, just to see how how it is with like I don't know, that's like socialists over there, right? Or just the way they do things. I know, I know they don't work a lot of hours. I know that. I know they don't work more than 35 hours in a week. So just to see that's, their way of life. I think that's France or Italy or no, France. No, no, that's England, England too. Because I know when, we, when I did the mapping thing, they went over there. Yeah. And they worked with some of the drivers. They rode with them. And they said after like 35 hours, like, all right, we're done for the week. <laughs> we're so tired. This is too much. Even 35 is too much. So, yeah, I would like to see like just non-traditional American ways of doing things that, just for that purpose. And in Japan, I heard it's like the cleanest place in the world. So... Just to see how they do things. They're very uh, disciplined over there and very strict, rigid regimen. nice. Oh, when I went to Hawaii, Hawaii's like, it's like so close to Japan that they all go there to vacation. So like everything in Hawaii is either in English or Japanese. So like whenever you're going somewhere, there's so many Japanese people everywhere. So like the hotel, they like will go out of their way to hold the elevator for you. Like they (laughs) they see you coming from like 15 feet away, bro. They're still holding the door. Um, that's nice. They're just letting you get on first. They're bowing, do whatever, whatever the hello thing. Like yeah. they're just very polite. Yeah, and are. you see that when you go to Hawaii. Like yeah, I love that. it's it's very infused with Japanese culture over there. So yeah, just to see how well they treat you, it was cool, man. Yeah. I, well, that's how we should be respecting each other, no matter who yeah. we are, what we you know. Super respectful it, people. I, I love that. That's great. Yeah, and Japan has the Tokyo, like just the lights in the buildings. I don't know if you've seen some of those. Like, it looks like an incredible city. Just yeah. walk around and explore. Skyscrapers and yeah, all that. And it's like lit up with neon lights. And all that. Big wrestling place, too. Yeah. Wrestling is very popular yeah. there. So, yeah. probably just check the wrestling culture out over there. Yeah. A lot of like video game bars, like cartoon anime bars and stuff, like with weird drinks that are like, you know, infused with the colors of the characters and stuff. And I heard it's they creative, love. Very creative. They love black guys. <laughs> no, for real. I heard that. I saw some video, it was like on Twitter years ago, where it's like a random black lady, and she's in Japan, and there's everybody's stopping her to take pictures with her, because they, like, they just think she's a celebrity or something, uh, and she's just walking with her daughter, <laughs> she's some regular lady, so like, we're like a big deal over there, so I, <laughs> I would just be interested to see how I get treated. You want to see if the rumors are true? I heard the Japanese women like us. It'd probably be like a hit in the dating apps over there, if you go over there. Yeah, I'll do work in Japan. <laughs> and they got a lot of fish. And their yeah. food, and you like fish. That's true. Sushi, I know, you like sushi. They'll have I'm a sushi the best guy. sushi out there, yeah. probably. I'm a sushi guy. Sushi's a good date, too, if you can catch it on a happy hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I know you, know you probably got a couple islands you would go to. I know you're. Uh, Japan is one of them. Costa Rica. You've already been there. Yeah, I've been there, but I prefer to live there. But Living-wise, there uh, would be the number one. But or like pace, to visit. Yeah, what's you never seen that you're interested in? Yeah, like in always, I've always been fascinated by the pyramids, like how they were constructed, everything about it. Like I would love to go visit that, which is in Africa. So that, in You Africa, know Memphis, they had a basketball arena called the Pyramid? No. Really? <laughs> Look it up. Grizzlies? It's literally the shape of a pyramid. And the, oh. the Memphis University played their, their games there. Huh. I read it. I watched this whole video about it the other day because I've seen it. Now it's a Bass Pro Shop, like, super thing. But it used to be the, the, the college team played there. When the Grizzlies first moved to Memphis, they played a few seasons there. Huh. But it was just the structure. So, like, it, they didn't, uh, keep, I guess, keep up with it or whatever and modernize it. So the Grizzlies moved to FedEx Forum. But it's still there, but now Bass Pro Shop has made it some type of, like, attraction, amusement park type thing. But it's an interesting uh, structure. It's called the Pyramid. But uh, It's they, shaped like a pyramid. But maybe there's pyramids in that area. Maybe the Indians have built some pyramids. No, no, no. This, there. this was built in the, like, 80s or 90s. And they just called it Pyramid. Yeah. It's like a theme. It was just built for, like, a basketball arena in the shape of a pyramid. Mm. I was looking it up. That's I don't know why. what got me on this. And then Long Beach State has an arena called the Pyramid, too. Yeah. So there's like four pyramid type buildings like that in the country. Interesting. Well, the Vegas has the pyramid. I think the Vegas hotel. one was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the Memphis one's cool though because it's like actually an arena. It was it was a yeah. basketball arena. Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, I always remember them because I'd watch college basketball and I'm like, yeah, they're live at the pyramid. <laughs> so yeah, well, I think Penny played there actually when he was there. It might have been. Yeah, because it's from Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, Japan is another one of mine because the video games mainly. That's where most of them are created and made, and there's so much, so much of the culture there. Now they just Nintendo Land opened in, in Universal Studios over there. It opens this we're, week. We're getting it here too at some point. Yeah, it just got delayed to 2025 wow. because of COVID. And that was supposed to bring a lot of jobs too. Yeah, I was talking with somebody at work. We'll get back to your thing in a minute, right. but I was talking to somebody. I'm like, when they build that, they have to find a way to connect that to the Universal. Like they have to build some type of monorail or something that can take you. From the old, from the new Universal Nintendo thing to the old like Islands of Adventure Universal Studios area, it's a new it's, theme park completely. I know, but it's not. It's not. You can't. It's not walkable. Like it's on the other side of I Drive. Oh really? I don't know where the yeah. It's over is. there near where Lockheed is by I Drive. Oh really? Yeah, it's all the way over there. So I'm like, they got to build like some type of monorail for yeah, this. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm very interested to see because I'm a big train guy. So I'm just gonna follow that one just yeah. to see what type of transportation they're gonna provide for. Oh that. yeah, Japan has a lot of trains over there. I think yeah, Europe the bullet, too. The bullet trains. Yeah, I think Europe. There's trains that connect yeah. like the countries. So that'd be a great like. Yeah, I like, actually watched a video one day. one day about why the Japanese and Europe and them have so many trains, and basically it's that they allowed room still. They still have room to build like that stuff where we don't have a lot of open space where these trains can go. You know, outside of like these in the major cities, we didn't allow room for these trains to be built around, you know, right. so many buildings and stuff. But they have so much designated area for that. No, oh, it's a small in our highways. We're more focused on highways here. Right. I think there's there's so many people like you can't have that many cars for the population they have in that space. Yeah. You wouldn't the, the roads would be too congested. So they have to they have to figure out a way to for public transportation to be big. I mean, we started. Bicycling is big over there too. We started with trains here, but then when the highway boom started, they they basically yeah. scrapped all the trains. Like they got rid of all the trains. I think it's in the culture too. We love just cars and being mm -hmm. out on the road and driving our own cars. Like it's the American culture. 
Yeah, everybody wants to be able to go wherever they want to go and when they want to go and not wait for anything. So, yeah, I understand it. But you said Japan. uh, You said... Pyramids, if you want to go. Pyramids. Like Egypt and stuff? Yeah. But if I'm already there, I definitely would love to do like, you know... Uh, that's like Africa, Africa though. Yeah, Egypt, Africa. Africa yeah. That's the same thing. In, that's in Africa. Yeah, it's it? in the very top of Africa. Yeah, the Egypt. Yeah. So yeah, kind of both there. After that, probably South America, somewhere like maybe the Amazon. Mm. The Amazon. Yeah, the forest. I've there. heard there's amazing like pyramids and all kind of you know structures over there that look incredible to visit. I don't know why I'm scared to go to these places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared to leave the country. So the news. Probably. <laughs> I told Damien I was scared Why? to go to L.A. and he like cursed me out. <laughs> so after, after watching All American, I was scared to go to L.A. because of gangs. Really? <laughs> I drove by all that. One of my honeymoons was there. I remember that. I do remember that. It was great. I've never been to the West Coast outside of Portland and Seattle and San Francisco. Never really been. Well, Phoenix. I've been to Phoenix. But you've taken trips directly to it. You haven't yeah. done like a road trip where you go across states. I want to do a road trip, but I need That's time. That's really man. fun too. Yeah, it is. It's and Amtrak had a cool deal. I don't know if they still do it, but Amtrak has some deal where it's like you pay like three or four hundred and you get like a two week unstop, like a two week pass. Uh-huh. We can get off and get on anywhere. That sounds great. You can take it all over for like two weeks and get off, stay somewhere, a few days, get back on. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but Amtrak has a deal like that. Huh. So I was like, I was thinking about that one day. Maybe I should, I would probably get to New York somehow and then start in New York. Because I've done the Florida to New York Amtrak trip. I don't need to do that. There's nothing to really get off at along that way. But in New York, ride it West Coast. Right. And then, you know, do some stuff. But Yeah, that's probably a good idea too. That would be like my type of honeymoon thing. I'd have to find the right person, but that would be a cool trip for me. Yeah, because you can see multiple things. And it's it's interesting going between this location and the other one. Like, you yeah. You and miss you, stuff. You can get off and stay at hotels and get back yep. on. Like, yep. this is very convenient. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are your favorite basketball players? Top three. It's, it's going to be Blazer Phil list here. Like, current Just or all, no, time? all time? Like, what is your top three? And if all they right. are all Blazer, that's fine. Brandon Roy, number one. And then probably Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing. Uh-huh. Those are all, those were the two I liked as kids. So, I'll try, yeah. Why Barkley? I like Barkley's his style of play and then just his personality. Yeah. I'm not a role model and just the way he was like he spoke his mind. I always liked yeah. that since I was a kid. I could never afford his shoes. They're very expensive. So I had to settle for the Patrick Ewing sneakers, but <laughs> I had like a Barkley Suns jersey. When he was with the Suns, that's like peak Barkley yeah. fandom for me. I wasn't really on him in the Sixers, but Suns, he was my favorite player. When he won that MVP that year, uh, played with Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley, like I was a big Suns fan back then. Yeah, they were fun to watch. Yeah, so Barkley yeah. and then Ewing, Patrick Ewing just, he was everything, man. Like, he was everything that was New York basketball. He was the heart and soul of the Knicks. He was the reason I was a Knicks fan as a kid. I used to get his shoes. I remember going to the St. Cloud Flea Market and buying the Patrick Ewing sneakers all the time. And he had some really, for some non-Nike like or anything, he had some really cool-looking shoes. I don't know if you've ever seen the Patrick Ewing shoes. I have, yeah. So Ewing had some dope shoes, man. And then I remember the Knicks traded him to Seattle. It like broke my heart, yeah. and I think that was when I was done being a Knicks fan. So you you rooted against Jordan. Yeah, I hated yeah. Jordan as a kid. Same. I hated the Bulls. Same here. When Starks dunked on Jordan and Grant, I loved <laughs> it. I still have that basketball card, bro. I hated the Bulls back then. When yeah. Pippen dunked on Ewing and pushed him down, I thought that was so disrespectful. 
Yeah, it was, and it's fun. I mean, it's fun to root against those players. Yeah. Like it's, but at the same time, you appreciate their greatness. It's unbelievable. But and then yeah. like Brandon Roy, what more can I say about him? Like that's just like my favorite player ever. Style of play, um, the way like his whole story is just crazy. Like he went to college. No, he didn't. Before he made it to University of Washington, he was like in community college, and I think he had dropped out. He was working at like the fish factory. Like he was doing oh. some odd jobs. I think he had, like, a learning disability, too, that, like, messed him up from getting in college, and he finally made it to Washington, and then he does great there. He gets drafted by the Blazers, and the funny thing is I didn't even like him. I didn't like the pick. Oh, really? I forgot who. I think I wanted Rudy Gay or something. But I, was, like- I was pissed when we drafted him, and then people were like, yo, he's going to be good, and I'm like, ah. But he ended up being really good for a short period of time, you know, before the knee injuries, and he just won me over, man. What pick was he, like, seven or six? Like, fifth, fifth, fifth. or sixth. Yeah, I remember yeah. Adam Morrison went early to the to the Hornets, the Bobcats at the time, which I knew that pick. Let me just say, I knew the Adam Morrison pick the was going to be a pick. flop <laughs> because we were at the we were at Roxy's one night. Me, Domain, and it was Adam Morrison in there, Tyrus Thomas, Joe Kim Noah, All right. and Cephalosha. So that was the Cephalosha. Cephalosha was cool as fuck. Yeah, this was the NBA rookie summer league. Oh, okay. So they were partying after summer league. Cephalosha was like trying to hang out with me and Domain still afterwards. He's <laughs> like, yo, where y'all going? What's next? And I'm like, bro, you're in the NBA. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be trying to hang with us. But uh, I knew Adam Morrison wasn't going to work because that whole night in the club, all he did was stand in the corner and smoke cigarettes and have, like, a black girl grinding on him. But really? just the fact that he was smoking cigarettes, I'm like, yo, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, it's, it's not an athlete <laughs> yeah. move there. <laughs> but Brandon Roy, man, ended up being my favorite player when he retired. I was so heartbroken. Um, I still watch videos of when he – brought the Blazers back in that in that playoff game against the Mavs and had that incredible like fourth third and fourth quarter and I like it brings a tear to my eye cuz I remember watching that game at the bar with my boy James and the Blazers were down by like 20 and the dudes at the bar are like joking me like ah you guys are done y'all going to lose and we came back and won and Roy brought us back and this is by the time where his, we knew his career was kind of done like the knee was messed up they had already brought Wesley Matthews in and, like, his minutes were getting taken. He came off the bench, led him victory. And to me, that's, that's like, my lasting Brandon Roy moment. I had his jersey. He's probably, like, one of the few NBA players I would, like, geek out over meeting. I like yeah. CJ McCollum, too. He's probably in, like, outside the top three. But Roy is my favorite Blazer. Favorite player ever. Yeah, he. I texted you probably a few, like, a month ago or two. Like I was just looking at random highlights. And he was one of them. I, you know, you forget, especially that's not a super Bro. super fan that watched him all the time. You forget how good he was. You know, it's, it, I recommend anybody to just, you know, like watch his highlights. Watch his highlights. It's watch amazing. people talk about him. Kobe. His Kobe minute, right? said he's, I believe, something like he's the second best shooting guard behind me or whatever. <clears throat> Kobe speaks, spoke very highly of him. Yeah. Ron Artest said nobody's ever dropped 50 on me besides Brandon Roy. He's the best guard in the game. Like, they all spoke yeah. so highly of him, man. His game was so smooth. Yeah. That mid-range he had was just ridiculous. The mid-range, he was crafty. He wasn't, ridiculous. like, super athletic, but he could get to wherever he wanted on the court. Uh, nice handles. And it was so sad to leave him, see him go, but now, you know, we have Damian Lillard, who's kind of carrying on the Brandon Roy legacy of being a leader. Uh, cool Brandon Roy story. When he was, like, a rookie, you know, Zach Randolph's on the team. And Randolph isn't, like, yelling at everybody at halftime, blaming people for stuff. And, you know, he's known as Zebo as short for, like, Debo because he's, like, one of them <laughs> yeah. tough guys. Yeah, he was. And Roy stood up to him in the locker room as a rookie and was like, yo, this shit stops now. Like, you ain't going to keep talking about nobody. And Randolph respected that because wow. I guess nobody, he didn't think nobody would ever step to him like that. And that I think that moment is, like, one of the early times when Roy went over the locker room. And he was, like, a leader from day one on that Blazer team. 
And just, man, it, it was tough to see him go out like that and lose that leadership. We've had so much bad luck, but he's just, yeah, man. Coming from Seattle, too. I just love how the, I always, I don't know, something about the Pacific Midwest. I always like those type of players that come from that area. I just think the Pacific Midwest is such a special place, especially Seattle. When you think about like the music that's come from there, uh, Nirvana, I think it was like Pearl Jam, like that whole grunge era, Sir Mix-A-Lot, right. you know, Macklemore, like they, and then and the business is the craziest thing. Cause you got Amazon started there. Starbucks started there. Microsoft, Microsoft, like the biggest business. So I'm like, yo, do I need to move to freaking Seattle to get motivated? <laughs> like, it's just when you think about Seattle and all the cool stuff that's come from there, it's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Nintendo's headquarters are there too. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. That's one of the cities I've never been to. I would I've love been there. To be. Seattle's like Portland, but it's like a, a a more city version, like a more faster paced Portland. Right. Bigger buildings and more stuff going on. Yeah. But they're similar to Portland. Portland's weirder though. <laughs> For sure. That was at Portland. I, couldn't, I, I went to... Uh, I remember town. you went to Portland and you told me. I said, go to the mall, go to the Blazer store, see if they remember me. Because <laughs> they, this, is, this Blazer shop yes. in there and they know me in there. Like, it's funny. I went with Kyle in 20, 2013, right? Yes, they had a picture of you there. No, no, no. But look, I go with Kyle to this the Blazer shop in the mall in 2013 in Portland, right? We And then we ended up buying some stuff. We talked to them, tell them our story. We're from Orlando, blah, blah, blah. I kid you not. I go back to this Portland in 2016. I go to the same shop. I'm this time I'm trying to look around. I'm trying to act like incognito. I don't want to be noticed. Like I'm like I hope they don't ask me start questions. I just want to look to see what they have because if something's too expensive, I'm dipping out. So I'm in there and I'm looking like damn, this stuff looks expensive. I don't want to buy none. And then they're like, hey, hey, aren't you the guy that was here with your friend from Orlando <laughs> a few years ago? I said, oh shit, they remember me. So after that, I start talking to them again. I'm like yeah, I'm back. Blah, blah, blah. And I ended up having to buy a shirt because I felt bad because <laughs> they started talking to me. You had to buy but the fact that they remembered me without me saying a single word, just looking at my face and remembering me from like three or four years ago was so cool. Yeah. Your passion or your love for it, like shine through and they remembered it. Bro, That's it was awesome. crazy because me and Kyle legit talked to these people for a long time in that store. Yeah. When we went there and telling them we came here just to watch the Blazers. I'm a big fan. And uh, I think I told That's you cool. the story about that. That You sent me the video of that game where Damian Lillard and Kobe went at it. Yeah. That was the same game me and Kyle went to. But crazy oh. thing is. Kobe towards Achilles the very next game. Yeah, you said that. Because I'm crazy. saying they played him damn near the whole game right, trying right. to beat us. And yeah, it's a wow. That was that was a fun time though, man. Fun trip. It's crazy. All right, what's your biggest regret in life? I talked about this one in the state of Jared. I got a few, but the one I always tell people about is never going to summer camp. What do you mean? Like you know like how they have school? the summer camps, you go away and you meet new people, you have fun experiences. When you're not in school. Yeah, in the, the summer. summer. You go to a camp somewhere, you're in the wilderness with all the random kids yeah. from different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom always asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said no every summer because I want to hang out with my friends. And then, like, I watch TV shows about summer camp now. I'm like, damn, man, it looks so fun. Like, I wish I would have went. So I, that's, like, one of the biggest regrets. Other ones, probably a couple girls I probably broke up with a couple a little early. Any you think would have worked out? Yeah, yeah, there's probably two, two that probably would have worked but out. Think, thinks you did, made it. It did not work out. No, nah, just me ending it early and not giving it, oh. you know, letting it develop. That in the summer camp, right? Too big. <laughs> yeah, the summer camp's interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you have any room? Uh, oh, you never thought of, you would have be a summer camp type of person because you're out in the like freaking woods. I did Boy Scouts one time. I don't know how similar that is. I did Boy Scouts. Summer camp is like you're going off somewhere. You know, this is back in the day where there's no phones or anything, and there's kids from all over that come. 
and you're in the cabins, you're doing all these activities during the day, but you meet new people. It's just a fun experience. And I think I missed out on that type of yeah. experience in my life. For some reason, my brother went though. Oh, yeah, he, he, uh, he took my mom up on the offer. I never did. Because <laughs> Camp Weewa over there, I think of Popka or whatever, that was a summer camp. He went to that one. Yeah, for some reason, it was never on my radar. I've never even thought about that. I did summer camp. <laughs> I did do Boy Scouts, but I turned out, I didn't like any of the food because I'm super picky. Oh, you might not like the life. food then. So I ended up eating like two pieces of bacon for the whole weekend. I remember I was horrible. I was starving. My parents were like, all right, I guess we can't send you to Boy Scouts anymore. Yeah, Disney had a reality show called Bug Juice, and it was about summer camps. And I re- when I was watching this in like the early 2000s, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I wish I would have went. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Like outdoor activities, right? Yeah. Meeting people. Yeah, for that definitely sounds like a good. Uh, it's one of those childhood men- memories you would have still. Like, yo, yeah. I-, I got to experience this. At least once. Yeah. One of the summers, right? So if I have kids, I'm I'm gonna make them do that. Yeah. Cause I I know I didn't want to do it in the time, but like it's one of those things that your parents know best for you, and then later on you're gonna regret it. So I wish I would have listened. And your mom never like forced you, I guess. She would only force me to go stay with my dad in the summer. Like, <laughs> you know, they, my parents got divorced, so it was like we had to spend some time with my dad, which I didn't mind. The only thing I hated was it's the summer. I want to hang out with my friends. So I got to go stay at my dad's house for like a, uh, three or four weeks. How far does he live? He was in Kissimmee, but we had uh, no friends out there back then. So what so would you do? We were at some other camp. One of them like learning camp things like for education. Mm. So like every day me and my brother would have my younger brother. My older brother somehow got out of all of this stuff. <laughs> but me and my younger brother had to go to this camp every day. But it wasn't like a fun like summer camp type thing. This was more like learning. Like learning. It was all about, like, math and shit. So we would do that, and then my dad would pick us up, and then we'd go back to his house, and I don't know what we would do. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> Should you call your mom? I'm sorry. I want to go to the camp. No, I, I think this was camp. a separate year. This was a oh, different okay. year. You the summer the... camp was another year. This was another year where my mom was like, you guys are doing this for the whole summer, or half the summer, I think we had to do it. But, you know, summer's the time you look forward to playing with your friends because, like, yeah. you're in school all oh, year. Yeah. Summer's coming. Oh, we're going to play every day. We're going to be out yeah. doing this and that. Bro, right. but when your parents are divorced – you got to, you know, you got to go to the other parent's house. You don't get to stay home. So right. that that's why I always tell people, like, how much divorce sucks on the kids. Because it's like oh, yeah. they don't get that routine that they're used to. Yep. So you don't that's all you remember doing over there? Like, you didn't read a book or pick up? I don't remember a lot. Anything, uh, Mike, I'm 37, bro. It was like <laughs> it's like 20-something years ago. Yeah. I just remember that I didn't get to play with my friends. That's pretty <laughs> much the biggest thing I remember. Yeah, that's when I met probably the main during the the summer when we played basketball in my yard and mm-hmm. all the time. That's probably why we got to meet friends like that because we were there and we consistently and we all had summers off and got to bond together. So. Bro, what would you give to go back to that time? Where we could <laughs> just go out and play every day and not have to worry about a thing. Probably the best time when you look back, you know, you reminisce. Probably the best times of your life is like when you were a kid and just playing, no worries. The best time. Yep. Let me get a little bit of money allowance, please. And I mean, uh, that'll hold me down. And I know it sounds like I'm an old guy now, but it's like I feel sad for the kids now because it's all like Fortnite and games. Yeah. Like they don't go they out. Don't like go out. it's like. But their parents don't let them either. Like the parents they ain't letting yeah. the kids ride their bikes like we used to. Bro, I was riding my bike to freaking Colonial from Waterford to the public of Colonial as like a 10 year old. Like that stuff's not happening. 10 year olds can't go past the, the, the stop sign no more. Yeah. Every, everything's so dangerous Parents now. are over... Well, I don't know if it's overprotective, but it's just a more dangerous right. world with the technology and everything. But yeah. these kids don't get to go out like that either. Yeah. I'm glad I was born when I was. Me too. <laughs> so. Me too. I always say if I was born like maybe 15 years earlier, I probably would have been married with kids because I would have been 
more traditional. Whereas I got like the end of it where technology started coming in and yep. now I can see everything that's out here in this world and I want to keep dating and I think there's more and more <laughs> out here and I can't just settle on one person because I think there's a better one out here. Like technology ruined me. <laughs> yeah, but we got to see kind of both. We, yeah, we came in that transition phase, so we got to see both worlds. Yeah, I am, I'm thankful that I've got the, the best of both worlds. I, I will say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I could have been married with kids by now. It's all right. You're single, you have time, you do what you like, you fold the clothes exactly how you want it. Yeah, I had you in here folding clothes yesterday. You well, Folding towels, and you weren't doing it correctly, so I had to take over. <laughs> guy, if, if you ever want to get a good dose of Jared, uh, nuance, nuances, or I just, what did what, you call it? What, the nuances? ADD. Or oh, ADD. ADD on, on his. When y'all come do, over here, this is. Fold some towels with him. Y'all come over to my house, and y'all can see up close in person why I don't think I can live with anybody. Yeah. I just need everything oh, done right. a certain way. I don't know how you're going to do it. Whenever I don't want to live with like, nobody, though. The, people, the edges of the towel has to be perfect. If they're not even a little bit off, it's a big, huge deal. Bro, I'm, I'm the type that's going to be married, and we're going to have separate houses because we just can't live together. Yeah, and I, that's a, a thing. I have a friend that's like, oh, if I ever get a, boy, a girlfriend or a wife, uh, we're getting separate beds because I sleep like a certain oh, I, way. And it's like I he cannot be disturbed. I so. talked to one of my homegirls. She was like, what do you think about, like, Married people living in separate bedrooms or having separate bedrooms in the house. I was like, yo, I'm, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> like, you can still have the same house. Separate bedrooms, separate bathrooms, I think would work. I don't want to share anything with you. People have to start realizing we're individuals. We came into this world separate. We're, we make it work however however it works, but every situation is different. It's not this uh, one mold fits all where it's like, yeah, we both sleep the same way in the same bedroom. We do things. This, that's a traditional way, but like, if we want to be happy and keep our individuality we gotta make sacrifices and at least learn how to how to keep that sleeping with somebody is so uncomfortable like you're wrapped your arms around like how do people sleep like that it's it's comfortable at first and then eventually when you actually want to go to sleep you gotta switch some people want you to hold them all night and like bro i can't that that, i can't do this shit man for a couple minutes is really sweet at the right moment yeah i can cuddle cuddle for a little bit exactly i'm not cuddling all night I had uh, one of my old supervisors when I first got a job at Valencia. He was going through a divorce. He's an older guy. Been with the, his wife for years. And, like, they just couldn't stand each other anymore. Decided to, she moved to Celebration. He lived by East Campus of Valencia. So about a good 40 minutes away from each other. So then he just started going over there during the weekends. So Wait, they were divorced? They were getting divorced. They were starting the, the process. Why of was he divorced. going over there? Because they were still... They had kids, you know, they're still together. They're, they're going to the, oh, it's, okay. it wasn't like that, like a nasty one where it's like, oh, he cheated on me. I never want to okay. see you again. It's like, oh, it looks like we can't work okay. it out. So they're still, you know, we're okay. friends and like going through the process. Ended up every, he just started going on the weekends and it was like the perfect situation for them. They were separate during the week when they were at work. During the weekend, they would spend two days together and then they went back apart and they stayed married and they were happier than they were ever been. He said like, so every situation is different. Sometimes now, the question during the week, are they allowed to see other people? <laughs> I don't think they were worried about that. No, but, is, but did he tell you if there were rules? No, he's like a 60 year old well, guy. I think he wasn't, he, he was, I don't think it was. If you were in that situation, that would you think it would be okay to see somebody else during the week? Or are you still married during the week? Is it like we're married on the weekend? What's the rule? I, that's what I would wonder with that. Type every of relationship is different, but you know, I'm a very open person, but there's people that aren't, and that's okay. Then they shouldn't look see anybody else. I think during the week, during the week, I'm not married. During the weekend, I'm married. 
I'm with you. <laughs> I think I would do it that way. If you love somebody, that's all you but should be thinking know. about, even if you're not with them. I wonder. You're just doing your thing. Your towels are the perfect way. You're watching the shows you want during the week. And then what the if weekend, you want to have sex during the week? You can't see Oh, you him. can still go see him. It's 40 minutes away. Oh, you're 30 still minutes allowed, away. I thought he was only allowed to go on the weekend. Oh, no, no. That, it became that kind of, uh, that balance worked out the best. But yeah, some, I'm sure some days they worked together a week and some weekends one of them was busy and they couldn't but that's a general rule like that's kind of the balance it was like oh most of the days i'm by myself we still talk every day and you know we still have a relationship we're still married but when we see each other's in the weekend and, and it was a good balance and yeah, yeah, that, that might work for some people so that's an interesting situation that opened my eyes a lot you know uh, as a younger person like not everything is like this perfect box where it's like oh they're happy because they're all they live together and if they don't live together 24 7 they're not happy like happiness is not you know the this conventional thing that they've the box that they've put us in. Yeah, we got to redefine like what happiness is and what all this yeah. stuff is. Like every situation is different. We got to stop worrying about the traditions and how things are supposed to be. Yep. Man, you have a lot written it's down. Are those all questions? What is that? It's just ideas. I don't know what uh, what what time we at. Uh, it's one twenty eight. No, one tw- how how long is the podcast? Oh, we're we're uh, about fifty eight minutes, getting close what to an hour. Think? Couple more. Yeah. yeah you yeah. want to talk about something else? No, whatever you want to talk about. This is the mic episode. <laughs> <laughs> I might not. even name this the Mike episode. Oh. Nah, I wish I named. I don't even know. You know, but, when I record these episodes, sometimes I have to like let it sit for like an hour and yeah. go outside and do something else, and then the name comes to me, like it was just randomly. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of times I don't know what I want to title it until like an, a day after, after I like go listen to it or go do something else. So, I don't know. I still got like two other episodes to work on before I even this one will go up. Hopefully next week. Hopefully I'm gonna throw a throwback up too, but. What makes you sad, Jared? What makes me sad? Probably thinking about other people like dying, like loved ones, family, close people, friends. Just thinking about losing people, which I try not to think about. But when I do, I get sad about that because like, man. Dying, losing. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I, I don't know if I ever told, I don't think I ever mentioned this, but I, I remember as a kid driving, like we were in the car going somewhere in New York. And I was like, this is like the first time I realized, like, I was in the car, I was so happy because I'm like, oh, life is such a great thing. Like, I love being, like, I was just excited. And I don't know what happened, but it hit me, like, that same time. Like, wait, this this is going to end at some point. And I remember that like, moment, like, when I realized that, that we all die at some point. And I was just sad. I was like, dang. <laughs> I can't even. I, it just gave me a different outlook on life. Like, I was so happy. And then when I realized we're going to die at some point. <laughs> It made me sad, and I'm just like, dang, man, this is going to end at some point. And I was kind of like, well, this sucks. Why? What's the point of life now? Like, I started <laughs> questioning stuff. It was just weird. But I always remember that, that moment in the car as a kid when I finally realized, like, death was a thing. I don't know. So, yeah, death. Not my own death makes me sad, but, like, just thinking of losing other people, like parents, loved ones, friends. The thought of it. Joe Budden had a line. He had a line um, on the song In the Air on the old Phil Collins sample. And he's like, God, I don't want to make pretend at least take me first. So I ain't got to see you take my friends. Yeah. It's probably harder losing. Yeah. Once like, around you than your, your own life yeah. sometimes. Like, so that, that always, yeah. Just losing. Still scare you or the scare you. As oh a kid? yeah. Just thinking about losing people. I think I, I said this on the Donna episode where I think that's probably like one of the reasons I don't get too close to people. Cause it's like, damn man, it's gonna, you're going to lose them at some point, whether it's death, whether it's a relationship that's going to end, like it's always going to be something that's going to hurt. You don't think like, or then 
while they're here, like embrace them, give them all the love you can. Be as close as you can. That way, you have no regrets when if they go. They I'm still gonna be sad when they go. Like, yeah, I think that's a normal thing. But but yeah, I try to do that. But it's still something where it's it's hard to get super close to people. Yeah, I mean, I I do as best I can, but for me, it's easier to accept death if you're not like super super like close. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I that's one of the things that probably prevents me from opening up too much. Right. Yeah, Death is scary, man. But Royce had Royce's album, he had an album called Death is Certain. And I always remember that because yeah. that's the one thing, like, it's going to happen. Death is certain. And I always thought that was like a kind of a cool term or saying. Yeah, and that, so also the the biggie one, the ready to die. It's another. Yeah, but I'm not ready to die. Not? <laughs> I'm not ready to die. No, no. I don't want to die today, but if I do it, do, it happens, but I'm not ready. Why not? Because I want to still live life. I want to have ready. sex again. I want to do different things. <laughs> I want to watch the Blazer game tonight. I'm not ready to die. You yet. haven't seen enough Blazer games? I have, but I still. It's so funny because when I was a kid, I remember like when there'd be a new video game coming out. This is so funny, but like it'd be like NCAA football coming out, and I'm be like, God, just let me stay alive one more week so I can make it to the till this game stays. This game comes out. I don't, those are the types of things yeah. I want to live for. So when I was I'm, a kid, I had the same thoughts too. Like, yeah. oh, the, the new Zelda game or Mario game is coming out. Please, bro, I'm reading IGN. It said the game comes out, and man, I'm like, <laughs> God, please just let me make it to the, when this game comes out because I want to play it. I want to see how it looks. I would always want to fast forward time to that. And I think about the people who die right before something like that comes. I'm like, damn, bro, they, that sucks how you just, you don't get to experience this. So that's me. I just want to experience everything. So, no, I'm not ready to die. <laughs> I won't be ready to die until I'm like 80, bro. I think once I get to be in like my 80s, it's like, all right, I've lived a good life. Really? I've lived a full life. So you think time-wise is going to fulfill you know, that? If you live know, long feel, enough, you'll feel more ready, you, you think? I'm going to be like I've done enough. I've I've accomplished enough. I'm happy with everything I've seen and done. You don't think you could do that like now? No, because I have a lot more I still want to do. I'm not ready. I mean, if I die, I die. I'm not scared to die, but I wouldn't want to die today. I no, nobody live. would want to die today. Obviously. Well, there's people who kill themselves. Oh, unless you're in that yeah. kind of state. But no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to die. But yeah, that's a good goal. That's that that weird, should motivate though. you to do those things as soon as possible. Yeah, when you think about yeah. all the rappers who predict their deaths and stuff like this, it seems like they are ready or they, they know it's going to happen. But for me, I don't think it's going to happen right now. I, I pray it doesn't. Like like I said, there's a Blazer game tonight. God, let me make it to see <laughs> this. I, I got friends I want to visit in Jacksonville next week. Like I still, you know, I'm, I have things I'm still looking forward to. I, I want to see my next birthday. I want to make it to 40. Like sometimes I think about my life now and I'm like, oh, it's crazy. I'm, I've made it to 37. Because there's so much stuff that's happened over the years where I probably could have died or people around me have died. Right. And the fact I'm still here, there's so many kids now who are dying in their, like, 20s. So the fact I've made it 37, I look at it sometimes like it's an accomplishment. Like, this is just amazing in itself, but I want to keep going. That's good. Yeah. I'm not like you, Mike. I'm not ready to die. <laughs> well, I mean, I would just say work on the things that you say. I want to do this in my life. Like, get those done as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. I've accomplished a lot that I want to do. Like I finished college. I graduated college. I got a degree. I got a house. I got, I paid my car. Like I've done a lot of the things that I didn't ever really think about was possible. I'll tell you one thing, man, like as far as even getting a house, you were like the first person I think in our friend group that bought a house. And when you bought the house, that kind of showed me it was possible, man. Cause before that, 
we're all living at our parents or apartments. Like none of us owned a house. Right. So when I saw you do it, I was like, bro, like I can have a house one day. Like yeah. it's just little things like that. You see your friends do that motivate you. And I remember when you got it, it was like very motivating for me because I was like, yo, I can see myself doing this. Like I can, I can have a house one day and I finally did it. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you bought your house and I remember just, that was like one of the, like the same way I said that Gary Owen podcast made me feel like I could do it on my own. Like you buying a house, like, Oh, I can do this. No, it's funny. It's back then. Like that was never like a big goal of mine or anything. Like now I yearn it. Like want it. Like I want it. With, I think now I'm doing it consciously, like where I want it, the way I want to have it. Yeah. But before when, I was just kind of going through the motions of life, so I never even like thought about it being a big deal. I don't know. It's weird. When I saw you do it, that's when I started like figuring out how I want to do it. And I was telling you, like I was telling you, like 2011, 2012, like I'm gonna move to Titusville. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, serious. You took me, but I'm like, no, you had the plan. And I was like, this is it. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put this much down. I'm gonna save up. Like I had it all out, but I it took. The seed being planted for all that first. Yeah. And but I thought you were going to move to t- uh, Pittsburgh for a while. I was going to move. This is the crazy thing. I remember I was working my job in 2010, and I was so unhappy there. I was, like, ready for a, a change, a start. And I, I remember writing on Facebook, summer of 2010. I said, I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but in the next year, I'm moving out of Florida. I'm yeah, moving. I remember. And people were like, yeah, right. You're just <laughs> like, you know. But I it was, was sad. I'm like, no, oh, it was in my mind us. that like I didn't care whether I had to go up there with no money. I was leaving. And Pittsburgh was the goal. Like I was gonna go and just figure it out. I had already set it in my mind. And then that December is when I had went on my company website and saw the opening for the mapping thing and sent my resume and I got accepted. And even when I got accepted for that, or when they called me back, they were like, Hey, we got an opening in Tampa. Do you want? To? I said, No, <laughs> I gotta get out of Florida. Give me Philadelphia, because they had one in Philly. So I'm like, all right, that's close enough. Close enough to Pittsburgh. So I moved. I ended up getting the job and moving to Philly back in April 2011. But it was literally less than a year after I made that declaration on Facebook. So it was just like, yo, I was, that's how serious I was. Like, but if, even if I didn't get that job, I was going to go and figure it out. I was just like, I just had it up to here where it was like, I got to start new. And what's crazy real quick about that's like when you do that, when you set that intention and you put it in your mind, you're like nothing's stopping you from doing it, you're going to create it. You manifest it and you, and it's so powerful and just like you did that, you know, I did everything, you know, going to Puerto Rico and living like whatever and I made it a great experience and it worked out. Like so yeah. that and that's people get, you know, scared of all the th- bad things and negative things that could happen, but if you want something, it, there's nothing more powerful than setting your intention and just, you know, focus on that mentally. And it'll, it'll happen. Just focus yeah. every day on it. It reminds me of when me and Kyle went to Portland for that time, that first time I went there. And I had set my mind on going to Portland for years. And I remember, like, on the flight there, I'm on Facebook, and I'm, like, writing about it. And my hashtag was get to Portland or die trying. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like 50 Cent, get rich or die trying. Because that was my yeah. mindset. I'm yeah. going to get to Portland. It'll Whether happen. I die on this flight, I'm going to die trying to get to Portland. So, like, that was just the mindset. And that's how I look at things. Like, I'm just like, once I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And it works. Even. And I might not have a plan of how it's going to get done, but I'm setting it in motion to try. And yeah, that's that's how, that's how a lot of this stuff goes for me. Yeah, that's how the universe works. And it really does. And even, like, getting rich, if that's your goal, you want to be a millionaire, you'll get there. But just have that as, a, as your goal and you work on it every day, think about it every day. I don't even care about being a millionaire. No, I know. I always and, say, and I don't either, but some people do. I tell people, if I wanted to be a millionaire, I would have been a millionaire by now. Because I'm just, I feel like I have enough creative ideas. I have, I'm just, that. Like if I really wanted to grind for a million. Right. But I don't want... 
the energy, you're, you're not going to spend that energy on First that. First of all, I think me having a lot of money is going to come with a lot of like, um, not negative stuff, but it's going to be Baggage. more of a pain yep. because I'm going to have more people asking for money, more people wanting help. Yep. I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Relationships become more fake in a sense because yeah. money just corrupts people. They just... Mac Miller has a great line on one of his songs where he said, I bet a million dollars will show you who your friends are. Yep. And oh, I, yeah. I think that's such a dope line because you get that money, you're going to really find out who, who really like rocks with you and who's this there or who's mad because you're not helping them. And But you won't know at first. At first, it'll seem you don't know until, a, you know, a, everybody will seem nice at first. Yeah. So you got to start weeding out which ones are genuine and which are not, which one makes it hard. CeeLo had a great line, too. CeeLo said, you know, it would be nice to have more. But I kind of like being poor. At least I know what my friend's here for. It's real. Yeah, when you don't got money, man, it's definitely a, it's definitely a little more genuine, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Money changes a lot. But for me, I don't need a million. Like, I feel like my life is like a cheat code. Like, I was telling somebody this the other day. Like, Dominique says she won't date somebody unless they make 50000 a year. <laughs> Bro, if I make 50000 a year, it's not fair. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be fair because of the way I am with money. I'm so good with money. It's gonna feel like I make a hundred thousand. I don't need like people think fifty is not a lot, bro. I can make fifty feel like a hundred. The thing is, we've been so conditioned to only look at how much we make. But you can you can have that same lifestyle or the benefits if you cut if you have smart investments or the way you live is minimal enough that it'll, you can still have that same amount of play money or yeah. flexibility with your life to do things. It just, people only think of it like, Oh, you have to make that certain amount of money because there's used to spending it, you know, whatever. Yeah, I got some like 401k and stuff now, but like I said, I want to, I want to put a little bit in stock. I'm not a big stock guy, but I do want to take like a thousand and try to just let it grow over time. Cause yeah. one thing I'm hurt. learning now is just having your money in a regular bank. Doesn't yeah. do anything. You got to put your money somewhere where it has a chance to grow. So I'm looking at like real estate and stocks and different things. Oh, but yeah. I want to start trying to set up the next 20 years. So when I do get to like 57, maybe I can retire, you know? Yeah. You got to start now. Yep. Stock but I'm markets. starting to like understand it better now. Whereas before 20s, I didn't really understand a lot of this building for the future now it just makes more sense which i don't know maybe because i'm getting older but it just makes more sense yeah because at some point you want to stop working how are you gonna have money you gotta start planning for it yeah yeah, yeah definitely wanted to yeah because going to work now sucks <laughs> yeah i hate working <laughs> when i was unemployed for last for five months last year it was so fun because it was just like it felt like what retirement feels like so i want to get back to that feeling yeah do you got any uh more let's see let's just do a couple like once obvious one time is uh okay. movies favorite movies hook i knew that hook uh coming to america house party one juice mean girls is in there forrest gump tupac resurrection never seen that one tupac resurrection's amazing yeah amazing is that a documentary or like it's a, a documentary but they take so many of his interviews that it's like he's narrating his own story mm. it's so good um those are the ones i can think of i'm sure i'm missing one but those are the ones I have on DVD. But Hook is my all-time favorite. I'm actually going to make a few Hook soundtracks. You've never seen it. I I'll let it. you borrow it. I have it. Oh, you have it? I have it. I'm just lazy. Watch Hook. <laughs> There's so many like different like meanings in that thing. Yo, yeah. The movie's amazing, bro. How have you never seen Hook? I don't know. You don't watch every movie when you're young. Hook's one of those movies I still will watch today. Like It's, like, it's such a big deal. Like I enjoy it still. I'll go yeah. watch it again. I have it on DVD. Yeah, I got to watch it. I bought my cousin's hook Blu-ray and they never watched it. 
and I'm mad. I'm like, give me that back <laughs> so I can have the Blu-ray version because I have the basic one. The I don't DVD. know how the Blu-ray one's going to look, but Blu-ray. I have the regular DVD and they have the Blu-ray and I'm going to ask for it back. Blu-ray looks a lot better. I'm about to ask it's for HD. that back. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite movie? Uh, it's up there between Jaws, Pulp Fiction, or Dark Knight. I've only seen one of those and that's Dark Knight. I heard Pulp Fiction's really good. Super good. Jaws, I don't know. I don't think I would watch Jaws. I like the Nickelodeon ride they used to have, though. Did you ever go on that? For what? Nickelodeon, the Jaws? Jaws? Nickelodeon? You mean oh, uh, Universal. Universal. Oh, yeah. In yeah, the yeah. little boat? Oh, yeah. Yo, they got rid of that, right? I know. It's uh, Harry Potter now. No, I'm saying, but they did get rid of it? Yeah. It's Harry Potter now. That was a dope ride. You yeah. actually was on the little boat? That shit was so cool. It was. Yeah, they did a good job with that. It would always break down when I went. Really? <laughs> I've been on that ride many times. That, that ride was, cool. was dope. You've never seen Jaws? It's a classic. That shark, where is he at? Like, what ocean is he in in the movie? <laughs> I don't. Amity Island. That's the New York one. I think it's New Jersey. No, it's Amity, inspired. If it's Amityville, Amityville it's New York. Yeah, that's New York. Yeah. I didn't even know they have sharks up there. I think once that one time. <laughs> I thought sharks were a southern thing. I don't know nothing about sharks, as you see. They are, but one of them got stuck in a canal or some kind of river there, and then started like attacking people because that was, it was a small channel. So that's where the inspiration for the movie came from. The, the Peter Bensley that wrote the book and then got made into a movie because, uh, but it's a shark. It, w- it wasn't supposed to be there, and then it was attacking the humans there. Maybe I gotta go watch. Is it on um, like Netflix or something? I think it is. Sometimes I might have to go watch it. I have like twenty versions of it. I can really. What's the best version? Well, if you have a four K TV, no, I'm saying like, is it? You said twenty versions, like twenty different Jaws like the movies. DVD, no, like the DVD. I got Blu-ray. Then the collector's edition came oh out, so I got gosh. the collector's edition. So it, I just got a lot of DVDs. So, so like, I know you've always been into sharks. Yeah, I love sharks. What got you into Jaws and all of this? I don't know. It's just because you like sharks, it. like I like trains. Yes, <laughs> and I want to know, like, I know how I started liking trains. This movie. You saw the movie first that before movie. you love sharks. Oh yeah. Okay, so the movie got you in it. I loved it. My my mom used to go to Albertsons on Semron. I still remember when I was a little kid. There was an Albertsons there. I thought it was a Goodings. Maybe, maybe it was where good. where Full Sail is now. Yes, that was a Goodings because they had a little play play thing in there. Huh. That was definitely a Goodings. It was not an Albertsons. At maybe. least when I was in the nineties, it was Goodings. I don't know if it went to Albertsons at some point, maybe. but it was a long time ago. It could have been. In a I remember it being Goodies. Goodings though. But they used to have movie rentals. So you could rent VHSs at Albertsons, if I remember right. Maybe it, it was, was at Albertsons. It was, a, it was a grocery store. Guys, Jarvis, he used to work at Albertsons. And my mom would always, it was like a, like a dollar. So my mom would, always, every time we would go to the grocery store, she would say, go rent a movie. And I would keep renting Joss every every week. And she's like, you don't want to watch another Yo, movie? Gary must have like, hated you <laughs> watching Jaws every week. I don't know, maybe. I, I, I don't he, know. Did he have to watch it too? I don't know. Okay. He was always kind of different. Like, I don't think we ever, like, fought yeah. over it forever. Like, I would play games. And he would okay. do his own thing. Like, for some reason, you know, we play games sometimes together and watch movies. But he was very independent too. But uh, I kept running the same movies. And my mom just said, like, I guess we're just going to buy it. Because if you, all you're going to do is rent it. And then I just, just watched that movie over and over again. I don't know. I, for some reason, I just... I, something fascinated me of an, uh, a creature like that could just like attack humans and like how I don't know yeah the, how vulnerable we would be but obviously I learned that sharks are very gentle they're not they don't oh, attack they humans like that of that's course. not real they did that we wouldn't <laughs> Wait, be going to the beach why are the sharks, sharks biting people at New Smyrna every week what happens New Smyrna get, they get bit every week <laughs> I don't know about every week. I always hear about shark bites at New Smyrna, though. New Smyrna is like the shark beach for some reason. It is. It is. I don't know what the sharks like out at New Smyrna, but they're always at New Smyrna. But the thing is, that's their habitat, and they get confused. They they don't they don't eat us. You know, they bite and they they let go because they don't like how we taste. So it's just an accident, which to us is, could be fatal because we're. <laughs> 
their teeth are so. Are there sharks in the Sea World? You know, like not like great white sharks. Like, do you go swim? Do you ever go like to the shark things and swim with them or touch them? No, it's in a tunnel. You could feed them from like the top, I think. But there's small sharks. Do you, do, you sharks. do that type of stuff? Yeah, there's small sharks. I've done it before. Okay. But no, I don't think there's like swimming with sharks because they're wild creatures. It's like. Okay. I just wanted to see how close you've gotten to sharks in the past. Uh, I want to go in those cages where you go underneath the water. I would love to do that. Because your That's fascination with sharks like is so cool. Like, I just. I've never seen somebody this into sharks. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing, it sounds bad, but I used to love how they just eat humans. It was so oh, wow. cool how they made it in the movie. I don't know. It's like, and I would play with toys and I would have the shark, you know, shark eating the human with the toy and stuff. Or, I don't know if you remember my infamous Facebook rant last year about after I got my, my speeding ticket or my ticket, not speeding, my ticket and I beat it in court and I go on this long rant on Facebook about how I went to court and I beat the cop because uh-huh. the cop showed oh, up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I but I, I had this line that I was sitting on for years. A couple years. I was waiting to use, and I finally was able to use it when I won that. So at the end of this long rant about how I went to court and the cop showed up and I still beat him, I said this. I said, I was at the end of my rant, I said, I say all this to say, you don't have to watch Discovery Channel to see Shark Week. <laughs> Which basically was like, I was the shark. Yeah. But I was waiting to use that line for like a while, and I finally had the opportunity. And I'm like, and only one person got it. One person like commented. So he was funny. like, yo, I see you with that Shark Week line. I was like, yes. Thank you. You noticed because <laughs> I was waiting for the right opportunity. And I love that line. I made that line up in my head, but I, that's one of my favorite lines I've ever made. They're going to say, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Because that's the famous line. for them. No, I call myself like I'm a shark. I'm a shark when I go after people like that. So like you ain't got to watch Discovery Channel to see Shark Week. <laughs> wow, I remember that. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were very uh, adamant on that case. Like. They're not yeah, that gonna, was a that was a rough ticket. They're not gonna get over on me. That gave me a lot of confidence now. That where I'm like, yo, if I ever get another ticket, at least I know I can go research it. And you better make sure you're giving me a ticket for. You better make sure you know what you're giving me a ticket for, because I'll go to court and now I got the confidence that I can win, bro. Law library, law library at Vieira Library, bro. It's dope. I went there. I showed that lady my ticket. She showed me exactly what, nice. where in the book I needed to look. <laughs> and then I found other stuff that helped my case. It was so cool, man. Yeah. It was a good experience. Yeah, it sounds like a good experience. Yeah. Yeah, I always, I always want to go to those libraries where there's like those green little lights. I always see them in the movies, like these big like libraries, and they have like these little greeting lights that are like okay. I don't know. They're just I've seen. I don't them know the if movies. we had that in Vieira, but the Vieira lib- the Vieira courthouse has the law library underneath it. Yeah, or it's in the no, it's on the first floor of that courthouse. So that's the only. There's only like a few law libraries in this area. I don't even know if Orlando has one, but yeah, it was it was that was a good learning experience. But the Shark Week line, I was like my favorite <laughs> thing. I gotta make a shirt of that. The, the cop never, never showed up, right, to the trial? No, he showed up. Oh, That's yeah. why I said the line, oh, Mike. I, the cop, I knew he was going to show up. So maybe, I knew I had to I had to know my shit to win. Maybe it was another ticket that, that the this, guy didn't, never showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, this cop showed up, and he had another cop with him who had another case, and he, that guy had his lawyer with him. So this guy lost in front of both of them, <laughs> and I loved it, bro. That's why I was like, yo, I'm a shark, man. Like, you want to come? You better be ready for this battle. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was gonna show up when he gave me that ticket because they get paid to go. That's like uh, that's a paid day off for them, so they're gonna show up. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Do you have any more? I think that's a good good amount. good one. All right, we went to about over an hour and twenty minutes here. Yeah. So. All right. One more. Football <laughs> or, or or basketball? What do you like more? What's your favorite sport? Oh my gosh! I don't even think I know this one. So I'm gonna, I I'm don't even think I know this one. <laughs> that's a good one to end it. Wow. Okay. Growing up, football. But I think lately I'm more into the into the NBA. 
But if we're talking college, I'm more into college football than college basketball. Professional, I'm more into the NBA. Than, than professional. Than NFL. And NFL, I think the way they've acted over the years with the whole racial um, injustice, Black Lives Matter, and the way they treated Kaepernick has kind of like soured me a little bit on the NFL. So I'm kind of like. But if you could take that out of your head and just the pure sport of it, which one? Well, do you the like NFL more? bothers me a little bit too because it's like a lot of these players are, are messing up their brains like now, the concussions, CTE, and all that. Like they're yeah. the way it's leaving them after I think about that now. Like right. remember we used to celebrate a big hit, you getting your boom, your head knocked off. Like we right. used to celebrate this stuff. Now it's like, whoa, whoa, is he okay? Like yeah. so now I look at the NFL, I watch it differently. It's not I can't enjoy it because I'm like, God, I don't want nobody to really get hurt. And I, I've said this a while ago. I've said this many times. I think the NFL is gonna be extinct in like fifty years. I think well, maybe now they're making it safer, it might not. But if a lot of these players keep get, getting the brain injuries after, like, developing it post-career, I think we could see the NFL change um, or altered greatly. But NBA, to me, I love the NBA. It's just a more – it just feels like it's more catered towards the hip-hop crowd. I feel like that they, they, they cater towards that base. The NFL is more catered to, like, middle-aged white men. So I just feel like the NBA, I, I relate more to it. And I enjoy watching it. The players are more personable. Like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm more of a basketball guy at this point. I, I got league pass. I watch Blazer games. Um, I watched maybe one or two Steeler games last season. But that was mainly due to my work schedule. Right. But I just didn't care as much about the NFL. Well, that's funny. That you, everything you mentioned is things that are like, you know, uh, consequences or outside of the actual pure sport of well, it. Well, the actual is interesting. Sport, I that, mean, that, that, that's okay. But it influences you that much. It's changed that's how the sport has been played, though. There's so many new rules now that it, it's changed. Like, you can't hit the quarterbacks like you used to. Right. You can't dive at somebody's knees like that. You can't hit somebody. You can't leave with your helmet on a tackle. Like, so the game has changed the way it's being played, and maybe that's affecting right. that the, makes sense. the interest and the excitement, you know? Maybe that's what it is, but how about when you were young, when you were a teenager? What, which when, one did you know? It's you funny when I towards when I grew up, baseball was my favorite oh, yeah? sport. I was a big baseball guy. I loved, um, I like the Yankees, but I like players like Ken Griffey Jr., who to me is like that last transcendent, last great transcendent. Him and maybe Barry Bonds, but Griffey was the guy who like transcended baseball. Like kids in, uh, that liked other sports liked Griffey. He wore his hat backwards. He had some right. of the coolest sneakers. Like, people were rocking the Griffies yeah. in, in a freaking high school. The yeah. girls rocking Ken Griffey sneakers, bro. So, like, baseball was my sport. But when they had the strike, they had a strike in uh -huh. 1995, I believe. And the strike lasted a while. And I remember my dad took me to the baseball game. It was the Yankees and the Orioles, like, three days before the strike. And after that strike, I just never got back into baseball like I, like, used to. So, I, then I started going more towards football. Basketball was always there. But baseball was my first favorite. That was As my a first kid, in Puerto Rico. That's what I played, and my yeah. parents were super about it. I think I was probably more, probably more basketball as a kid because you know Knicks, Ewing. I was still trying to find my team in football. I finally found the Steelers like later on, and then I finally settled on the Blazers in the NBA in the year two thousand, right before I left high school. So, but it was always like neck and neck. Like I would play in the little football pee wee league. But I would also play in the junior Magic League. Yeah. So I played both equally. I liked both equally. Maybe that's why I didn't excel in either because i didn't focus on one all the right. time year round like i'll be Irish football season i'm playing football right that's why i'm going to play and my friends would still be playing basketball and i'm like oh, i'm going to play football now yeah. 
I, I was always, I know you're more of a basketball person, but yeah, I definitely. was always. For some reason, football's never clicked with me. Like, I, I enjoy it for what it is, but it's very, I don't follow it at all. Football, I follow probably more now outside of the actual game, like the free agency and the teams and like what's going on with my team. I like more of the out, outside stuff. Yeah. I enjoy listening to my, you guys, like my friends talking about it, and yeah. all this, but I've never, never for some reason, never. Your brother, though, he's, he's a big guy yeah, football. He loves the Colts, <laughs> which is, to me, I still don't know why, how Gary started liking the Colts. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think he had to pick up a team at some point or something. I always like when people have like a team that's not super like popular, or the one that not everybody likes. I always think that's super cool. Like when you see like these diehard fans, like Elvis and Mike are huge Buffalo Bills fans. Like to me, that's dope. When you have a connection to a team from whatever reason, the city or whatever. And my my love for these these teams goes beyond that. Like when I like a team, I like everything. I like the city. Right. I like. Everything about the team, like total package. Pittsburgh. I was a Steeler fan. I had to go to Pittsburgh just to watch them in person. Then I'm like, oh, I like Pittsburgh. Portland. I have to go see you. Like I have to go to your city. I have to experience the whole thing. The only one I haven't really seen was the college ones, like Nebraska. I never went there to watch them. In Kentucky, those were like my college basketball teams growing up, or college basketball and college football. Right. But now it's all Temple. Everything. So when I lived in Puerto Rico last year, they're they're still big into baseball. Not as big as they used to be, but yeah. I. I went to a baseball game there, and it's like I hadn't gone there probably since I was young. But I, it's some, it's a I like the experience, even though I don't know the sports. Not baseball like, is more fun in person. The yeah, watch. it's so good. It even maybe even on TV is boring. Yeah, it's but super, if you go in person, you have like a nice drink, yeah. with a beer, or whatever. Yeah. You just chilling. It's a nice outdoor. Yep, yep. it's, it's a beautiful environment. About it. yeah. yeah, just the, the atmosphere. You have a hot dog there with the you know peanuts and yeah, and a beer or a drink. Yeah. Like, there's just something about there and the, the sounds of it, like when you hear the ball get hit. Like I, I really like that experience of going we to used, a baseball game. Yeah, we used to have the Washington National Spring Training in Vieira, oh, yeah. and they recently moved like a few years ago because it was so far from like Jupiter and Port mm. St. Lucie and all the other places they would have to play other teams. Mm. But I'm, I'm mad I never got to go watch them when they were there. Yeah. Uh, Philly um, team is in the Clearwater area. Oh, we should have did that. Training. That's the main team. Oh, yeah? He loves the Phillies. They have, like, the spring training logo, and they have a little park there where they Bruh. do it. Oh, we couldn't do it this year. But yeah, this year it was a little different. Shoot, if you're still out there next year, maybe we all should go out there for a game. Yeah. The main is a Philly guy. Yeah. Or the He would enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, the Rays. They got the Rays there, too. Yeah, the Rays over I'd there. I'd like to go see St. them at Pete. some point. I've, I've seen them a couple times. Oh, yeah. When they suck, they used to play, like, three games a year at Disney. But then they got good, and they were, like, over oh, too good for them. But I remember <laughs> me and Domain went to watch them at Disney once. Yeah. Uh, and they actually played the Phillies. That was the funny thing. And they, yep. I've gone to see them at St. Pete, but that feels just... They got to get a new stadium really? right there. I've only seen it from outside. The Trop is one of the worst stadiums yeah. in history of, of any sport. It's so run down. It's so old. Yeah. The Rays have been trying to get a new stadium. You know what? I have a hot take. Like, I believe the Rays are going to move at some point. Yeah. I think they're going to... Because their lease is up, like, in the next five years or so. They're going to they, move out of the if they, city? Yes, because St. Pete, they almost got a, a stadium in Ebor. But then at the last minute, the mayor said no because it was going to be too much congestion. It's already too much congestion in that area. So I don't think they're going to be able to get a stadium in Tampa or St. Pete just because it's – well, St. Pete wants them to stay. I don't think yeah. they want to be in St. Pete. They just built up the boardwalk around St. Pete like this year. Like it's super nice. Now by with the, the beach though? Yeah, the, but, by the stadium. Like if you oh, keep really? going, now it's like a the, the three-story restaurant bar like overlooks the city. Like they're building up. So well, I think maybe they're, they're they trying can to demolish that. the trap, but they can't stay at the trap. They got to rebuild, uh, rebuild new, it. They got to make a new stadium. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to get the taxpayers to do it. So my thing is I believe the Rays at some point, at some point in the future, the Rays are going to move to Portland. Why Portland? 
Portland has been working for uh, some time now to build a baseball stadium to attract the team. I think it's a little shaky now. It's running to some some hurdles. But Portland's been trying to get a retractable roof stadium. And if they can get that, I think the Rays would be the team. Because the Rays are going to leave Tampa soon. They're not staying here. That's interesting. They're not, they don't get the support here. Really? The fans don't go to the games. The stadium's not good. Like, it's the worst. Literally, you can read articles. They say it's the worst stadium in baseball. Really? It's a dome. It's very gloomy inside. It's just not a – I've been in there a few times. It's not a great stadium. Yeah, I never got to go because of COVID, so everything stopped as soon as I moved to that area. You can but, go to that game and sit anywhere because there's only like 10,000 people at those <laughs> really? games. But it's so – the area is super cool because that little town, that little downtown St. Pete, I don't know if you're – I got to like, see what it looks like there. now. I haven't been there in years. Like this Ferg, just a super cool restaurant that's like uh, three stories. They got little games. It's right next to the stadium. The wings are amazing. There. I haven't been there in so long, man. St. Pete, I haven't been since – I went to a Rays game probably like 2010, maybe. So I'm about to go out yeah. there and check it out again. Because the Rays were my team back in the day. But now I'm more like Pittsburgh Pirates. But Yeah, they're going to move to Portland at some point. That's my hot take. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, that'd be interesting. But I want to thank you. I, I think Thank you, Jerry. You, I don't want to keep you too long. We're at 2 o'clock. Yes, it's good. Um, do you have any music you want to end with? Music. Um... How about a uh, reggaeton song? You want to do a little sure, something Mike. different? Let's, let's do something do for something you. Different. Let's do some reggaeton. Daddy Yankee, what do you want, man? It's usually Bad a lot Bunny. of hip-hop here. Let's, let's do you know Bad Bunny is the 24-7. Uh, he's the 24-7 champion in WWE right now. <laughs> what? There's this belt called the 24-7 title uh-huh. where basically it's you can defend it at any moment. Like somebody can come pin you 24 hours, seven days a week as long as they have a referee there. Uh-huh. And apparently Bad Bunny won it like a couple weeks ago and he still has it. Really? Yeah. So he's been on like WWE a lot. Like, I'll have to find a clip and send it to you. But he's good. Bad Bunny's a beast. Like, oh, here's the chord. Especially if uh, I don't know how it is. Like not knowing Spanish, I know you, you can still yeah. get the flow and the stuff is still yeah. you can connect with that. But man, he's this a beast. guy at my job. He said like this dude. He's from Puerto Rico, and I think he said he knows his family or something. Like he said he's seen oh, yeah? him back in the day. I don't know. He's got a crazy story too. He used to, he used to be a bagger at a. Uh, their version of Publix over there in Puerto really? Rico. He was bagged and then became this. Because I, I thought he was older, but apparently he's no, a young super dude. Super young. I didn't know that. People still remember. He was he used to be bagged groceries right here. How like, did he blow up? He worked on music. I mean, now that with the internet, he probably did it from his home house. I don't know that much of it, but I know he used to be a bagger. At, How uh, long has he Econo been and, big, though? Uh, a couple of years. Okay. Couple, what yeah, was two or three years. What was the grocery store? Econo. Econo? It's the biggest grocery store in Puerto Rico. It's like it's Publix. Like, it's like Publix here. It's like, yeah, it's like everywhere. Econo. Man, they probably got some good food in there. They probably got oh, yeah. the hot plates in there and everything. They got breakfast, Ooh. everything. Yeah, we, we'll go one day. We're going to yeah. be in Puerto Rico one day. We were You'll supposed see. to go. Dominique, for her birthday, we were supposed to go to Puerto Rico and visit y'all last year. I don't know what happened. but You'll see. Oh, that was it's a good. corona. No, whenever y'all were living there, we were supposed to go. But You'll see. We'll get there. Soon. Yeah, shout out to Bad Bunny. Um, Thank you for this episode. I enjoyed talking about some like different topics about me and yeah. you know gave a little bit more personal stuff. That, you know nice. I mean? Glad people could learn it. a little bit about me and uh, learned a little bit about you. Um, the shark thing was fascinating. Thank you. And yeah, trains. man. We didn't talk about, enough about trains, but oh, yeah, and it's, and you, I had an episode already where I nerded out about the <laughs> train from Miami to come in here. That right. I do train talk all you the time. You have to come to St. Pete one of these days. We'll talk. About, there's a train, oh, the train store there, the store, yes. which I've never been, but I, I drive by and I think of you every we'll time. We got to go there. We got to go to Ferg's right next to the stadium. There's amazing wings I'm that thinking you would love if, there. That Cedar Key trip, if we do that, come out to St. Pete early, do that before yeah, we head that way. That sounds great. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to work on that trip. That sounds Work on good. getting Dominique there. But, yeah, Mike, thank you for coming through. You're welcome. Thank you, Jared.
have a safe trip back to Clearwater. I will. I will. And uh, introduce the song that you're going to end with. Uh, this is Duda. It's a huge song with uh, Daddy Yankee, Bad Bunny, Nati Natasha, Becky G. These are like the top four the two top like male artists and Daddy two. Yankee still makes music. Huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every year he puts out an anthem. Nice. Every year. I gotta I gotta teach you a little bit how to end these where you kinda play the song a little bit when you talk over uh, it and then you pod in. You know, you do a little intro as it's playing. You might have to turn the volume up on your phone. Uh, I think the case is stopping it from Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. Hey, we're working, man. This is I'm showing Mike how it's done, how you end a, a pod, man. Yeah, I'm I'm le- Learning how to work the system. Are you sure this is going to Oh, yeah. I hear it now. What is your volume up on your phone? Because you have to have your volume up, too. Oh, it's saying my ears might hurt if I put it up high. Who cares? <laughs> this is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. We'll see y'all later. Duda. Oh, I know the song. Duda. Duda. Yeah, yeah I a know the song. song. This is my song right here. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. Sueltecita la cintura, pa' bajarte esa calentura. De nadie me dejo, yo soy vegetariana, pero.